got your asses whipped by a bunch of goddamn nerds. Hey, sports fans, welcome to Sports Nerds. Here are your hosts, Dr. Samuel J. and Dr. Brian Schrader. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up, Bill. That's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. And sometimes Two you just later, but... Yeah, and then and then fast forward 15 years from now, that dude's at a bar and he's like telling chicks, like, "No dilly dilly, I came up with that." And they're like, "What the fuck are you talking about, bro?" <laughs> chicks or his children? <laughs> Either way, <laughs> Dad, shut up! You're gonna be like, "What? The- Nobody gives a shit, Dad." Like that's not even what's Bud Light? There we <laughs> what's Bud Light? What's Bud Light? Uh, well, Brian, um, we should record a podcast today. Dilly dilly um my last one you (laughs) and with that announcement uh brian brought to you by bud light you have not shaved your brian does not have a mustache yet everybody so if you're watching live i'm sorry that he's disappointed you but welcome to to the club there's a long list of us who have been disappointed to to be technical i do have a mustache i just also still have a beard and talking to your father last week um I, I got the sense he was disappointed in you quite often in life or about the mustache yeah, or in general in general yeah. it's like looking at you it's like looking at an older version of you with yeah. a mustache yeah yeah it's kind of the same demeanor too because they're very very similar um so brian's in Michigan, pictures right? young pictures of us when we were younger I, i'm kind of you know our pictures of, of pictures of us in our 20s we look pretty similar too i think makes sense yeah. you are related we are related. It's true. Yeah. Uh, uh, we're back with the sports nerds. Um, I'm Sam. He's Brian. He's in Michigan. I'm in Colorado. Thank you, everybody, for joining the show today. We appreciate it. We haven't been done this for a few weeks. Not it's because... It's been a few weeks off. Yeah, but we rolled out shows. It's just we kind of recorded, what, three in the span of 10 days or something like that? So yeah, we got a couple in the smart. can. No. We got a couple in the can. We enjoyed... How was your holiday? I've talked to you, but I'm sure people listening want to know how yeah. your holiday was. It's good. It's good. I'm a little, little tired, you know, happy to send the kids back to school. I'm sure a lot of people feel that way. I think that that's a, you know, when you have children, people don't mention that enough. They don't talk about the fact that having kids is a pain in the ass and uh, not the kids themselves, just the actual, uh, the act of parenting. And so, yeah, you nailed it on the head, right? Like it's, it's nice when school returns yeah, and you can just kind of go back to school right free child care for the most part i, know I think my places. kids want to go back too oh yeah for sure they hate us like it's not it's not like being with dad is that fun like so hey we went bowling last week and after like 30 minutes they were bored well i think that, oh, my youngest was bored but you know my oldest loves bowling she's got me in you know half of me but oh, you're you're in a bowling league yeah do we need to sponsor we got we sp- smoked last week it sounds like we need to sponsor the team. Sponsor the bowling league. What is the name of the bowling team? Uh, team number three, because we never See? submitted. We, sub- we never submitted a name. Well, I Brian, suggested. I suggested for the team name. Open bracket. Insert ball joke here. Closed bracket. And it got vetoed. No one liked it. It's just. It's too meta, brother. It's too, too meta. meta. It's too meta. You know, we take for granted that you and I are brilliant people and uh, the rest of the world doesn't, doesn't, isn't there. 
right? They're not there. I'm not Tony good Carmichael at that sort of stuff, though. Like, I'm bad at fantasy football team names. You know, people are really good. They they draft and then they take someone's name and they come up with a clever pun. I can never I can never do that. I'm not, I, I think I'm not a, an unskilled person, but that that's not a skill that I have. Also, as you know, um, I'm, I'm not good at words with friends. I'm, I'm bad at that game, too. You just don't try, you know. You I'm, trying, I'm trying my try. full-on artist. Um, so Brian and I have been playing a lot of words with friends over the last, let's say, month. And, uh, yeah, he's not. you've never beat me. I've never beat anybody. Which is odd because you're noticeably smarter than I am. And, uh, yeah, I guess my vocabulary, or at least my Scrabble vocabulary, is just a little bit more extensive. I know that I'm not a good speller. That's not not news to me. But words with friends, like I'm like, oh sweet, I got this word, and I put it in there. I'm like, oh, I guess that's not how you spell that. <laughs> it's like the opposite of spell check. It happens to me pretty regularly. There are certain words too that that they don't count that should count. Oh, um, so maybe 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 they are words. It's a different dictionary. It's a totally different dictionary. Hey, let's let's we've got some ground to cover today. Um, I, I don't, I don't, uh, people are commenting on these sunglasses. I was going with the, with the Ronnie Millsap look. Um, I'm having daydreams about night things. Is that, is that, did you ever listen to that song? In Not the, Jeff in the, Healy. I don't know that song. That wasn't Jeff Healy. I mean, that's, I'm talking Ronnie Millsap. Not Jeff Healy. Sorry. Different. Not Ray Charles. Not Stevie Wonder. Different blind people. Sorry for all of our blind listeners out there. I'm trying not to be. I wonder what, what like the the portion of our demographic is blind. You think? I guess they don't. They don't enjoy yeah, the I Facebook live stream. <laughs> wow. Oh, in a, wow. in a, inappropriate jokes. Uh, just kidding. Hey, hey, this is we didn't we didn't announce any sponsorship yet, so we're okay. Um, so today. You think that's our, our, if you say the sponsorship after you make a messed up joke? <laughs> it's okay. I'm not sure that's how it works. All right. Uh, social media, uh, Instagram, sports.nerds, uh, Twitter, at underscore sports nerds, and Facebook. Just sort, search for our faces. We're there. Uh, our, our, we gained about 100 followers organically over the last month on instagram so i think we've almost reached that peak or that point excuse me where um it's it's things are rolling in a little easier yeah. keeping keeping people entertained keeping people entertained um folks uh if you are listening to this show and you haven't listened to our previous show with john solo uh highly recommend it reason being uh brian and i both went back and listened to that that conversation we had with John and it's just awesome. Like I didn't realize yeah. the first five minutes got a little slow. Right. But once we jumped into having conversations about statistics and, and, and baseball, but also I think incentivizing baseball and sports participation, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, I thought it was, it was clear whether or not you have a background either in economics or, or communication studies. It's just it, like he, he lays it out so well that, um, I don't know. I thought it was awesome. It was good. Yeah, it was really yeah, good. It's, it's a, it's I, we got to get him back on because I think uh, I sent him this article actually that you and I are going to talk about if we have time later today about the um, uh, uh, the inequality in terms of coordinators in the NFL because I think he, or he did mention to us that he wanted to talk about that. Right? How do you incentivize? Yeah, he's got a piece on the Rooney Rule. Yeah, the Rooney Rule. But all um, so there's that. We got there's a couple of people that want to come back on this thing that we do called the Sports Nerds. JJ Lane, the Bachelor guy, Bachelorette, he's like, hey, I want to come back in and talk 
college sports with you guys when Brian can can discuss. So the next time you're in town, we'll, we're going to try to set that up. And the three of us can just sit in here and, and have a chat because that should be interesting. Uh, so there's that's the social. Uh, those of you who have given us money via anchor.fm slash sports nerds, thank you. Uh, we're now up to $10 in donations over the last month. So that's pretty strong, actually. People uh, are showing their support monetarily and and we always appreciate that we'll use that to pay for our zencaster uh subscription um if you if you haven't already subscribed to the show uh via itunes sorry via apple podcasts or or uh stitcher or wherever you get your podcast the best way to access uh the platforms if you aren't subscribed to us yet is just via anchor dot fm slash sports nerds because you can click the links to to whatever device or platform you use uh to listen to podcasts so thanks for that i think that basically does it before we jump into stuff uh aside from the pick'em uh congrats to ryan Orr and to liz wood uh ryan Orr from the from the great city of columbus city iowa um his father donnie Orr, has i think p1 day one from the for the show has listened to us from the beginning and i think uh, it's it's folks like that right um um who i think really appreciate what we're doing in the sense that having those kind of deeper conversations about sports and so we'll continue to do that and then of course liz wood my sister-in-law who uh w- was extremely pissed off about that title game because she had picked alabama and would have won outright and she did not so but ryan and liz actually i don't know if you saw this placed 496 no 476 in the world so they were they nailed. Did you see that? Whoa! No, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, dude. They 476 in the world. Uh, so pretty impressive stuff. Did they get anything for that? I don't think so. I think you have to. I think you got to place top 50 or something. What? Still, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was pretty impressive. So congrats to those two for for nailing it. Um, a lot of folks out there. Uh, I think Ben Kilberg is listening on Instagram right now or watching. Ben Ben threw a lot of shade to people on Twitter who did not pick Iowa in our bull pick them. And um, <laughs> that was I mean, it's true. It's true, right? Uh, I think that includes me. He didn't say anything to me, I don't think. I thought you said no, I thought you picked them. I thought you said you you kind of went straight almost straight Big Ten. Maybe no, not. I think I told you in the pick them I picked Mississippi State, but Oh, you did. That, that okay. person. I mean, yeah, I, I pick things differently than I than I. I I'll I'll pick against my my rooting interest. <laughs> it was well, it didn't harm our friendship. Had Iowa lost, and you would have picked Mississippi State, I think it would have yeah. pissed. But we did not. Um, other things. I think that's that's it, right? So thanks to everybody for, who participated. Liz and Ryan are going to get some dough, a little cash. Um, and Ryan is not twenty one, so I'm going to have to send beer to his father. Uh, we'll figure out how to do that. I'm figuring out how to like send beer. Uh, Brock Harper is kind of walking me through this process because we need to send some beer to Eno Saris, who did an interview with your brother and I for yeah. Our, for unfiltered but um apparently you can do that now relatively legally i thought it was illegal uh, to send beer i think it is still illegal but i've always been told because i was you know doing homebrew stuff for a while that when if as long as it's boxed up when you take it there if you're just like it's barbecue sauce okay you know they they, they're shipped in roughly the same thing i mean if you were shipping hundreds of gallons of vodka or something they might care and if you're selling shipping a six pack of beer what's the difference yeah that's i true. think Probably well, just look, was a conspiracy to commit mail fraud on a podcast or something. <laughs> Hypothetically, allegedly. Hypothetically. Oh, I wanted to say something. <laughs> real quick. Well, never mind. Well, I'll pass this on. All right, because I got to shit. I've got to. What are we? We're already ten minutes into this show. I haven't talked about leave. sports yet. I've got no. I've got to leave and go to this training. Um. Uh. Uh. Let's see. All right. First story. Um. I think. I think. 
do you yeah let's trevor, let's, trevor lawrence uh, yeah, let's let's have a let's recap the the national national championship, uh, college football playoff, whatever you want to call it. Um, I don't know. Do you want to have yeah, a, well, listen, a, it, HSO, a hot sports <laughs> opinion about it first, or should we drop j- jump into something more critical? Do you have comments that that you want to? Well, I mean, this is the the national conversation seems to be about whether or not it's okay that this kid who's a freshman who you know, made his coaches at Clemson a shitload of money, who made the the school a bunch of money, who's going to do great stuff in terms of PR and recruiting and all this stuff for Clemson, um, basically can't take his talents to the NFL and whether or not that's okay, right? I don't know. That's, I mean, that's, isn't, that, isn't that the main takeaway from this? The only other takeaway I have from, from the national championship game is how much I would rather see something besides Alabama-Clemson. Yeah, are we reaching four. that point? Mm-hmm. But at the same mm-hmm. time, I, 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 I can't reconcile with myself the fact that I didn't – I loved Golden State Cavs over and over and over again. I would have watched it again. I would have watched it five or six times. I loved it. The, the so I don't know. I don't know. Game? Sorry? Wait, what are you saying you would watch over and over again? Uh, Golden State, the Warriors against the Cavs in the NBA championship. I, oh, loved, I loved those rematches. I mean, even though they weren't very competitive, I still – you know. Just good teams on the field. So I'm just saying, I don't know why I care about one. I'm, I'm okay with one, but I'm not okay with the other. But I, I was not super excited about this game. I didn't think the playoff was genuinely interesting. I thought the semifinal games weren't that interesting. I do think I do think this is the story. That, you know, why can't this kid leave? Did you hear this this rumor that, I, I, I don't even remember if the XFL is functioning right now, but I read a headline that said, you know, that there's potentially the XFL or, or maybe some other professional organizations are going to be willing to take players at a younger age than the NFL, which is, you know, just, just straight up competition. I mean, do you, do you think this kid should be able to go to the NFL now? Uh, no, I mean, not, not, but my reasoning isn't because he can't, right. My reasoning isn't because I side with the NCAA or the NFL or, or these universities. I think he's just not there. Yeah. It's um, true. Yeah. Physically, mentally, not quite there. Football is one of those rare sports. I think that, um, no, I'm sorry. Rare is not the correct word. Football is certainly a sport in which development, uh, mentally and physically, matter more, uh, or or at least uh, are seen, are noticeable more uh, than the other sports. I think I don't know if that's because how basketball is played or how baseball is played and the fundamentals that go into it. But I think football, I guess maybe it's a little bit more complex from play to play yeah uh, if, I, if that makes if that makes sense i agree with you i agree with you when being the best college quarterback does not mean that you're an nfl caliber quarterback we know that we've seen it hundreds of times right there's lots of good examples about this this kid may be an exception to that right a lot of the great college quarterbacks that people thought would do well in the nfl tended to be undersized i mean this kid's huge right he's six six yeah. he's, a, he's a really really big kid um he seems he seems really composed my question to you i i, I agree with you not necessarily nfl ready if you're if your point is he needs to develop more is there a reason why that development wouldn't be just as effective slash more effective as a backup quarterback in the nfl yeah i knew you were going there no there, there's that's a good point i mean it it all of the considering some of the clipboard clip, clipboard holders we have in the NFL now, like the NFL is forced to kind of keep around a bunch of never wases and has beens, wouldn't it be better to have a a legit a legit guy who who you say we're functionally going to red redshirt you right? You're going to come be on our team, but you, there's no chance you're going to get in a football game. But Your but point- we want you at practice. We want you in the in the weight room. We want you in the meetings. We want you watching tape. We want you doing football. 
right? Not not being forced to play this, what I see as a pretend role of student athlete, not for all student athletes, obviously some of them are student athletes, but for a lot of them, it's like, I, I go to school because I have to. I mean, you're, you're asking the right questions. I, I can't argue against that. I, I, I guess my, the problem with, or my issue with, with this conversation is we have it at this time every year. We're going to have it again in March. And yet nobody offers an alternative. Yeah. So it's like, there needs to be a willingness to kind of to, to present a plan, whether that's paying players or letting players go pro earlier, that, that is well thought, right. It's thought out is reasoned and all of this. And that just doesn't exist because I, you're right. Like everything you're saying is right, but I'm, I'm asking you, what does that look like for you? Or what can that look like? And I, and I don't know. Right. And, and well, I guess maybe it looks like paying players. I think we have to get there, right? The problem is with all of this is that the stakeholders involved, those who actually make the money from these players, don't want that to happen. Absolutely. I mean, I I think uh, to say that uh, uh, a university only has the best interest of a student athlete in mind is is to me a lot of bullshit. I don't think that's the case. I don't, I mean, it's, it's, it's a for-profit, it's, that's not, it's a money-making institution. Yeah. Um, so is the college football playoffs. So are these bowl games you had highlighted, right? These bowl games are for the schools to make money. They're for the conferences to make money. And unfortunately the people who decide things are the people who are making money. It's not the student athlete who has a say at that, at the table. It doesn't have a seat at the table to have these conversations. And so I guess I like my, my dad sent me this thing, uh, from USA today, actually. Right. I think, I think that's one person that you and I have actually convinced uh, over the course of our two and a half years uh, and 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 got them to change their perspective and do a 180 on on the idea of paying for players. So there's that. Props to us for that. And so he said this to me and I read it and it's like, yeah, like the only problem is I read this and go, yeah, right? The conversation we're having now, yeah, right? The conversation we're going to have in March, yeah. I, I Something has to change, but let me ask you, I guess here's a long take. What is the thing that's going to force the change, Brian? In your opinion, what does it take? What's that intensity that forces that change. I mean, it could be it could be two things. It could be one. It could be a, a broader shift in in public opinion, right? If it's if it's a majority of people or a you know damn near consensus of people who think that that college football players are being um, sort of uh, what's the word I'm trying to say here are, are being taken advantage of, right? Um, then, then maybe you'll see a shift. Maybe you'll see. I mean, th- I think the conversation has not reached fever pitch, but it certainly has changed over the last ten years. Where I suspect more people now are in that vein of we we have to make sure that we're distributing this compensation in in one way or another. Um, the second one is listen. The the the, the linchpin that holds this entire thing t- together is an NFL rule that says that you have to go to college for three years. Right? Isn't that isn't that correct? That's the limitation on you being drafted. Yeah, it's an it's an yeah. NFL rule. It's the same. It's the same with the NBA and the NCAA, right? The NBA mm-hmm. says you got to go to college for a year. It's the NBA dictating downwards. I ex I, I would expect that. Hold on, hold on, real quick. It let's. I want to clarify that these this, these points that you're making, these rules, those are those are put into place by the players' associations, the respective players' associations. So. Because that has to do with the contracts of the professionals too. The well, it's probably this. It's probably it's, it's probably the CBO, right? The deal between the players' association and the NFL. Correct. But historically, players are are the 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 motors behind 
those policies. And, but, but, and wait, 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 the, but hold on, but hold on. Which players? If you're a college player, you're not a member of the no, players' no, association. No, so it's no, current players making a decision about college students that they have no relationship with or to? Look, I'm saying this because you and I both tend to attack the institutions of the NCAA or the NFL, separating out the people in places of power, uh, uh, the owners or the administrators from the players, from the student athlete and the the professional athlete. I think the reason why I wanted to kind of parse that out or explain that is because this is not... Uh, 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 these rules are not a clear delineation of ownership or old, old white men, right? And, and, and young player as instead, right. You have kind of actually it's, it's the professional versus the, the amateur that is, that is, that is standing out here. So sorry, go ahead. ahead. Well, I mean, my, my point, regardless of if it's the, I, I understand what you're saying. My point is if, whether it's the NFL or the players association or, or in their negotiations and the collective bargaining contract that they come up with. Maybe it's the players' association that is pushing more for uh, kind of forcing or coercing or whatever college players to stay in college longer. My point is, it's still the the agent the agency in that decision is not with the players themselves, right? The, the college players who who have played two years can't say, "I'm ready. I think I should be able to go." You know, test my my skills right. or my value um mm-hmm. on the on the free market i, I mean mm-hmm. by, circling back to my point i think what i was saying was this that either popular opinion is going to change or that because f- who regardless of of who or why the rule is in place at the end at the nfl level it's possible that you get a either that rule changed or you have a competitive body who doesn't have that rule that's and that's this the xfl will you know draft people who are 19 or whatever or draft people out of high school or something like that or the cfl will do that or some um alternate uh alternate league i guess I, i'm not sure that's realistic i think the nfl is still sort of so big and so has so much has such a monopoly over the professional football market that the likelihood that um, another team can can come in and and really uh it create interest on the part of particularly high profile players that are probably destined for the NFL anyways is low, but Hey, listen, I mean, maybe if, if you're this kid, right, if you're Trevor Lawrence and some other professional organization says leave Clemson now come and we'll give you as much money as we possibly can. It's not going to be as much as it, as you'd make in the NFL as a, as a first round draft pick or whatever, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you're, you're also, there's no risk that you blow out your knee next year and don't make any money at all. Are you going to get every blue chip player from the NFL to come and join that league? No. Will you get some? Maybe. It's ironic that you're pointing these things out and it's like, it's clicking in my head and it's making me think of, of, you know, having John solo on, on the show, because clearly when we had that conversation with him, you have academics, well, not academics, right. But you have economists uh, who are invested in, in this case, college sports who would be willing to do the work to create a system in which everybody benefits right into which uh, and you could incentivize the kind of stuff that you're pointing out right it, it, it would it would allow that 22 year old i guess that 20 year old to go okay do i want to uh uh do you want to continue my next two years in college put off getting paid until i'm 30 but know that i will get paid for this work that i've done uh, while in college or do i want to try to go pro and and take a risk right which which you know, I'm not a huge fan of, of economic policy. I, I, I kind of, I, it's 
complicated relationship with that. But I, I guess I could, my point is there are people who are willing to do the work and there are people who are invested either as stakeholders at a university uh, or outside of it to put in the work, to create a system in which these kinds of problems can be solved. But it seems like either the NCAA or the NFL or, or the NBA, maybe these are the power brokers, uh, bull sponsors, and we could throw those in there, who don't want to go down this road to have the conversation to begin creating a system or building a system in which players aren't taking advantage of, student athletes aren't taking advantage of, at, at least at the level they are now. Does yeah. that does that make sense? Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I don't have a, I don't have a solution for this, and I'm not sure you do either. But I do think that again, this is a, and, and maybe you're right. Maybe it's cyclical that we're having a crescendo mm -hmm. moment in this conversation of we now have a new sort of poster boy for being taken advantage of by the system of college to professional football. Um, but boy, I mean, if ever a kid looked like he could go, maybe not this year, but next year, this sure seems, I mean, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. kids plus the hair. It's, 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 um, it's funny because I've had conversations with, with, you know, people who love sports in the past and, and you're talked about, for example, uh, they find the NCAA hard to watch, but they'll watch the NFL because of, let's say, the the level of talent, right? The level of play. So that turns them off. Or they don't have an emotional connection to a NCAA football team. To me, uh, as I, I get older and you and I have these conversations and kind of expand our perspectives on sports, I have begun to turn away, at least during the regular football regular season, from watching college football aside from Iowa because with me I can at least look at the NFL and say these guys are getting paid right they're being compensated obviously there's issues with concussions and the clarity uh, about the science around that and all of that but but there's at least at some level a system in place in which they are being compensated for their work college football college basketball does not have that and so that's yet another angle or another reason uh, that a person could use to watch professional sports as opposed to college sports, just yeah. because it doesn't, it's, it's not, um, you know, they're not being taken advantage as much as much. So I get it. I get it. Um, <clears throat> any closing comments on that? Yeah. Nope. I think I'm Rob Rutt said, Trevor Lawrence is the long lost Hanson brother. Thought the same thing. <laughs> Very true. Um, uh, okay. Next, I, I, real quickly, uh, because we should uh, pay homage to, to Dan Lair. Um, what did you think of that article about DeMarcus Cousins? Did you read that? I love it. it's, I think it's yeah. right. <laughs> I read it. it and I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. I forgot about Boogie. Yeah, real quickly before we jump into our <laughs> NFL playoff talk. Yeah, it's just it's it's this is a conversation I think Brian and I have had for for the last six to eight weeks when our cover, you know, talking about the Nuggets, but also other Western Conference teams. People are getting really excited about, let's say, the performance of the Nuggets or the fact that Lakers look good or or the Rockets um, look like they might be okay again. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Or not. And then this article that Chris Thompson wrote uh, yesterday for for Deadsman is just it's called the end is nigh, and it's just a reminder that Demarcus Cousins hasn't even played uh, a game for the uh, a minute yeah. for the Warriors that right DeMarcus Cousins being uh you know one of the top three centers in the league for sure and so uh yeah I mean let's let's just <laughs> call a spade like, a spade no yeah as, you know as great as or sorry as excited as we are about the return of the center right in term in this year this year and and the fact that we're seeing centers um playing a, a more crucial role in 
in in games and schemes and just the you know how NBA is played. Um, you know, and we got excited about is it Jokic and who else is out there? Um, Anthony Davis, um, uh, Joel Embiid. And we're like, hey, yeah, maybe return to this kind of old school basketball. And so it's funny because uh, the Warriors, it's not as if they're, they are prepared to pivot towards that kind of old school basketball already. This is not a long game for them. They are ready now to be able to play any kind of ball, any kind of style, yeah. depending upon the, who their opponent is. It's, funny, so it's just you, interesting. It's funny it's to funny. hear whispers about the Warriors without without Demarcus Cousins too, where people are like, "Oh, they don't look as good as they did two years ago or three years ago, or whatever." Yeah. They're, they're second in the Western Conference, twenty-seven and fourteen, they're just, and they're probably not even trying at this point. No, no. They're, they're a great team. I mean, do, do you think there needs to be I, – I, I'll admit now that I don't have the most nuanced understanding of how max contracts and cap space and royalty taxes and all that shit works in basketball. I'm, I'm much more up on it in terms of baseball. But it's clearly not – if it's a hard cap, it's not low enough, right? It should just be way lower. Yeah. No? Or didn't no, then you I mean, get yourselves in the same trouble where if you set the cap low, all that does is punish – high high end players it 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 kills you know the max contract dudes as they exist now how, how do you get how do you get how do you get this talent concentrated on teams like this the warriors seem There's... to be the big example but like how do you carry all those contracts and i know they signed to marcus cousins when he was hurt and so he's not getting he's not making all that much money and it was only a one-year deal anyways right mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I, I don't know I, uh, I i'm torn on this all the time where it's like i want to see parody and i want to see some different teams being good. And I want to see, you know, teams that are in quote unquote flyover cities uh, getting like this, you know, the Suns are in last place in the Western conference. It'd be great to see them get the number one pick and land a superstar and build a good team around that person over the next couple of years. But it never seems like that's what happens. And let me counterpoint that with this really quickly, which is I sort of hate this in baseball too, where you see this more often, right? Where there's more randomness in terms of the draft. Like you don't draft superstars in baseball all that often, you sort of build them through your farm system and that sort of stuff. Lots of players have been victim to trading players that ultimately turned out to be really good. It's more hit and miss. It's harder to kind of isolate that talent, which is what makes baseball interesting. But a good example of this is Washington Nationals with with Harper. I texted you this the other day. Like, I want to see that dude anywhere else. Because it's just, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, that's that's not even a small market. That's a, what do you call it, a mid market or a mid to big market. But it's just not mm-hmm. fun to watch him play there. Like, I mean, I don't really want to see him go to the Yankees, but damn, that dude needs to be with the Yankees or something. I don't know. No, I they're, they're, I feel like I've read uh, uh, a synopsis or explanation of, of how max contracts works in, work in the NBA against the salary cap and how teams like the Warriors are able to build like they build without um, – uh, going over that and i can't i can't remember i can't remember where i read that or what but i mean I, th- I think it has something to do with how those contracts are paid out too i mean the nba structures those contracts in very unique ways that oh so it's um, a, they're able to kind of i'm sorry navigate I, the salary I, camp i I, cap. I googled it it's it is a soft cap because there is a luxury mm. tax mm. that's what it is okay that makes sense um it's yeah. not it's not a hard cap so maybe it needs to maybe they need to go to a straight a straight hard cap i don't know <sighs> I don't know. It's gonna be, man. I if I see another Warriors uh, final, I, I mean, it's, we're going to see. I'm it. okay with we, it. We can assume, we can assume either. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm okay with it. They're great. I don't know, man. Um, the exception to that would be, man. I, I, nuggets look good. Yeah, they do. 
They do. They look good. We'll see. We got a, a lot of basketball yet to play. Have to be a Western Conference final, but at this point, let's move into NFL talk, NFL playoff talk. Two different pieces that I know we wanted to talk about. There's the the fans' outrage of Cody Parker's uh, missed. Uh, well, I'm going to say missed, but now the NFL has acknowledged that it was actually a blocked field goal, and then yeah, um, perhaps conversation about the Rooney rule and uh and and kind of hiring as we as we move from the regular season now to the postseason and, and what's happening in terms of firing and hirings based on this article that you and I had read um from the Guardian that came out a few months ago but also things that John had said to us uh, last episode so let's open up with the uh which one do you start with you want to start hiring firing Rooney rule Rudy rule or, or yeah. let's just what do you think about what do you think about the playoffs so far uh, the games were were fun to watch yeah, I don't know. They were good. They were. I, I said this before we started recording. It's not that they were good games, but they were good games from the perspective of fans watching them. And, and that <laughs> distinction is kind of, you know, I'm I'm, I'm splitting hairs yeah. there. But you know, you can have a a good football game that's boring. You know, like I, I'm, I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I enjoyed them. I enjoyed I enjoyed watching them. Were they the highest quality football? Maybe not. No. No, I enjoy I enjoyed watching the Texans lose because I like any time a Texas football team loses. I really wanted I was rooting for the Seahawks just because the Cowboys Cowboys fans. I know we have a lot of you out there who love us. I apologize, but you don't you're not included in this. Cowboys fans annoy the <laughs> shit out of me. Um, uh, uh, so that that sucked. But I think who do they they play the, the who do they play now? Cowboys play they either L.A. or New Orleans, right? I think oh, they yeah, play. I think they play L.A. Yep. Yep. Um, I mean, there's not the the thing that oh they definitely play the, in LA. I know that. Uh, it's good to see the Colts win. I actually was rooting for the Colts. Uh, I think you know a lot of people had been down on Andrew Luck for the last two or three seasons. Yeah, but you're, you're, you're but you're starting to see what the guy can do when he's not getting destroyed by defensive linemen. Well, and there's like, some, there's some data on this that you could do a little. I have to find this article. Maybe we can post it if not talk about it. But there was some analytics that said that over the past X number of games, five or six or seven games, that Andrew Luck has been statistically playing out of his mind. He, I mean, he is, he's, we, we, it's funny, right? We assumed he was going to be great. And then we, for, you know, we kind of said, oh, he's a bum, uh, not a bum, right? But he's hurt. Uh, uh, he's not performing at the level we expected. And now, and actually, the, I don't know if this is the data that you were talking about. I think that the Colts went from, I want to say 28th in the league in sacks uh, last year to first in the league this year. And you're seeing that, right? I mean, they've won what, 10 of 11, all right, or maybe 11 of 12 now. Uh, it just goes to show, right, if you have a quarterback and you can protect that quarterback, you're going to succeed in the NFL. And you don't even have to have fantastic wide receivers or a fantastic running back. But obviously Marlon Mack is is helping things along a little bit too. I'm, I'm rooting for the Colts. I don't know. I, it's, I'm not going to be surprised whatsoever if they win this weekend. I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if they blew the, 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 the uh, Patriots out, no, quite I, honestly. Uh, wait, who? No. Kansas City. The Colts. Oh, sorry. They play Kansas. They play Kansas City. Right. No, but to the, okay. to that point, oh, I think that the Chargers could go in the New England and win this game. I I, I, oh, yeah. I assume New England wins it. I'd say that that's you know more than fifty percent likely that New England wins this game. But I would not be surprised at all if the I mean you, you got the best quarterback or best running back in the NFL. Best quarterback in the NFL. No, no, sorry, Philip Rivers. I didn't mean to say that. That was an accident. Uh, no, best He's running. Great best, he is. He is. But best running back in the in in the NFL. I could see. I could see it being Chargers Colts in the AFC Championship, which which would be crazy, right? I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm I'm honestly okay with it. That's that did add some something you different, something unique, and then you get two guys that are. I mean. Philip Rivers, I'm I've never been a big fan, but statistically he is great. 
right? He, he is, I, I guess it's because he's on the West Coast and we haven't noticed it, but also his demeanor, right? He's kind of a, a, a brat. He always he's, yeah. he's shown on camera as that, but it sure seems like guys like to play with him. You know, his teammates love him and uh, he's pretty impressive out there, dude. He's put together a, a really good uh, uh, CV, if you will, no, right? Resume. No idea if it's true, but I've always heard about that guy that he's just like a sort of, you know, between the lines kind of a guy, you know, once the game starts fuck you and fuck everybody else. But, ah, but, but then as okay. soon as the whistle blows and the game's over, he's like, Oh, good game. You know, like <laughs> he's, he's just hyper competitive, which I can, I, I can, I can, I can empathize. That that makes sense that's to me. Cool. So, I mean, and also that's not a good way to, to make friends. People might take it personally when you, you know, yeah. are, are too competitive during the game. And then afterwards you're like, Hey, that was great. That was fun. Good game. Everybody. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I thought this regular season was those. not, not that much fun, but the playoffs are shaping up to be pretty interesting. Yep, I, uh, yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it. Uh, the Bears, the Bears loss. Oh, steal Khalil Mack from the Raiders, and you can't even win that playoff game. They should have had him kick that field goal, dude. That wasn't even. I in watching those highlights over and over again, the Bears had plenty of opportunities to stop the the Eagles. Plenty of opportunities, right? To like not let that happen. And yet they still did. And, so. and also to everyone flipping out about this. Oh, I guess, yeah, whatever. What? what I'm not what? nothing. I was going to say something stupid. I caught myself. You know, fans are pissed. The thing, like, fans, fans are upset. This is what fans do. You should be upset. You had a, a home game. <laughs> you didn't win. Uh, let's understand that this is also Chicago, right? This yeah. Is, this is... This is a fan base uh, across all sports, and you uh, that is, uh, and you're playing against the more... the wizard Nick Foles, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, who yeah. can't lose? Like that dude, that dude can't lose. No, if crazy. you don't want him to to take this team that 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 snuck into the playoffs and win the Super Bowl again, then you have no heart because that's a Dis- that's a Disney movie. What a story! It's a Disney movie like... with a sequel. Who did that? It's Mighty Ducks two. The return of Nick Foles off the bench again. Is it wasn't Doug Williams kind of like that with the Redskins, where he wasn't necessarily an awesome regular season quarterback, but he just won. Or I want to say Phil Sims was kind of like that too with the Giants, right? These guys that that you just got to the playoffs, and even the numbers they put up in the playoffs were weren't crazy, but they just I don't know they got it done when they needed to. Wait, I think there's something. What? What Nick Foles going to start this game this weekend? Oh, I'm, I'm sure. Right, they can't not start Nick Foles. No comment. I no, should no. I should not read stuff while we're doing a podcast. That's what I've learned. No, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. <laughs> um, so, so what do we we say? Making sure it's stupid. So uh, fans are not. We did this. The, we we were on this Bears game. I mean, what do you, what do you think about fans flipping out about Cody Parkey missing this field goal? I mean, this is this is. What do you want me to say? This is what fans do. That's what fans do. This is what fans do, right? I mean, they're gonna they gotta you gotta find somebody to be pissed off about. You're not gonna look inside and say, Wow, am I a crazy irrational fan? You gotta find somebody to kind of purge that that negative feeling and 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 that disorder and that trauma and and you know, as Burke said, become that vessel you need for all the negative emotion and negative experience that you're you're holding. I don't know. I, at least, and, and, and obviously social media, our, our social media experiences are subjective, right? Your Twitter feed, your Facebook feed doesn't look the exact same as mine. I saw a a five to one ratio of people Mm -hmm. flipping out about uh, people flipping out about people flipping out to people flipping out. Does that make sense? 
Uh-huh. I saw uh-huh. very few, not, not very few. Like there, there were clearly you, you, I saw retweets and stuff of people who were losing their mind and, and, and saying yeah. shitty things about this guy. You know, I'm sure he received death threats that happens. Uh, yeah. I, I assume it's just drunk people. Um, yeah. but the, the, it was, it was far more people that are like, chill out everybody. Like, you, you know, getting on their soapbox yes. and flipping out about people flipping out. If that makes sense. Really? I didn't know that. It was, okay. it was a whole big thing. Right. Huh. Interesting. Well, I mean, it's like we get so uh, we get so invested in that in that moment in that intensity of watching the game and then losing it that it's hard for us to to make sense of of the perspective that is actually allowing for us to be pissed off, right? Like, what what history do we have with the Bears that allows us to be upset about that moment? Is what I'm saying, right? There's a, there's a clearly defined history, a clearly defined discourse to go back to what you know to our 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 vocabulary um that is going to impact how we respond to that missed field goal but it, my point being remove yourself a day or two if you're a bears fan and i was actually talking to to brian healy uh, a buddy of mine about this the other day right like and even mike mike oliphant listens to the show too it's like you get two days removed and you realize okay the bears weren't expected to perform that well this year it's clear they have an awesome defense and an awesome coach right and they have a shitload of talent they're going to be set up in that division for a long, long time. Yeah. Like there's plenty to be excited about there. And I think I would hope that once we get to the end of the, you know, once we roll into Monday, if you're a Chicago fan, and you listen to Chicago sports talk radio, you're hearing more of that. Like get excited about the future because if you're a bears fan, that future has not existed in a long, long time. Not a bright future like that. Well, three things first, they were saying the same thing about the Raiders when they lost to Houston in the playoffs a couple of years ago. Don't worry. There's a great, you yeah. know, great foundation. They're going to get better. They got much, much mm-hmm. worse. So everything that Sam just said to you, Bears fans, know that it's possible it's that bullshit. you're much worse next year and you become terrible and you lose talent and you hemorrhage, you know, uh, coaches and all that sort of stuff. So That's just true. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, burst the bubble or, or, or hide the silver lining or whatever. Second thing, you're correct. Fans are irrational, right? From a statistical perspective, we know that, the 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 effect that any individual play has on the outcome of the game is very very tiny right does that make sense it's easiest mm-hmm. to say yeah. we lost this game because Cody Parker missed this kick but it's probably untrue right there were probably other opportunities to score more points or or play better on defense um 538 did a great hit on this years ago when uh Pete Carroll uh, threw the ball in uh, against the Patriots in that Super Bowl. Do you remember? And there was the interception. I remember and, that. And people yeah. were flipping out at Pete Carroll like this was a terrible play call. This was the defining moment of the Super Bowl. And they say, actually, no, that moment had far yeah. less of an impact on a game than these other individual moments or these confluence of other moments. The third yeah, thing I want to say about that. this is, and I agree, if you're an asshole getting on Twitter or like there was a video of a fan walking out of the game just like, you know, dropping F-bombs and yelling at this kicker and posted online, that's ridiculous. Be, mm-hmm. be mad, but like maybe not on Twitter, you know, just g- g- go punch the wall or something. Or I, I don't know, like there's probably better ways to vent your anger. But if we take a step back and do kind of a 10,000 foot view about this, it, it's weird to me. It's it's paradoxical that sports only exists because of the emotional investment of fans, right? That we're willing to listen to sports podcasts and we're willing to watch ESPN and we're willing to buy jerseys and we're willing to go to these games and everything about sports is about encouraging that emotional, which translates to financial investment, right? Be into sports, have it be a part of your, 
your 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 soul and your heart, your affect, right? Have it be part of your personality. Have it be uh, part of your identity, right? And then when it goes badly for you, you've invested all year long or for a decade mm-hmm. or for two decades or for 50 or 60 years and then shit doesn't go your way. Everyone's like, hey, will you calm down, please? Like you can't have it both ways, right? Really if you think point, our relationship yeah. with sports should be kept at arm's reach and we should appreciate it for what it is but not take it too seriously, that destroys sort of the relationship the with sports that it is built upon that what sports is like and and uh, particularly ironic when you have talking heads on espn and these different shows saying oh these people who call this kid you know call this kid out are just fucking assholes like yeah your your career your livelihood is based upon stoking that intense emotional connection to sports and now you're like hey everyone back off a bit chill out well you you can't have it both ways guys Dude, that's a really, really excellent point. I think that's your next blog that you should write today. Bam. Um, dude, no, seriously, that's I, I had never, I've never thought about it that way, right? The institution of sports is dependent upon the attention and the emotional investment of fans. And so it's very hypocritical or ironic then that those commentators on the institution would comment negatively about fans who get pissed, who, who get pissed off about uh, about their team losing. That's that, that, that's that's excellent. Yeah, right. Which that, again, right. I'm not defending a hole who posted video on Facebook or when it gets worse than that, right? Or the you know yeah. the fans that yeah. beat each other up over sports. Yeah, you yeah. definitely have taken it too far. I'm just saying you can't push people to take it oh so seriously. So mm-hmm. it's the most important thing in the world. And then when people do that, like, hey, why'd you why'd you take it so seriously, What's man? Just chill out. Dude, uh, write that, please. Write that, please, because I want you to do it today. Write it now while you're thinking yeah. about it so we can get it up. That's fascinating. I like it. Try and uh, it okay. There. We are at our limit because I've got to go, but um, let's let's hold off on the Rooney Rule conversation until hold. maybe next week. Yeah, it'll hold. I mean, we're going to see more, uh, more coaches leaving um, teams uh, over the next three weeks anyway, so that's totally fine. Um, folks, uh, again, thank you for supporting the podcast. Uh, whether be a via subscribing and rating uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Finding Sports Nerds at Anchor.fm/slash/SportsNerds, or monetarily, which which um, people use that site to give us money for our Zen, Zencaster subscription and the time and effort we we put into this. So thank you. Um, quick plug for uh, Unfiltered, which is uh, a podcast that Brian's brother Jay and I are doing about craft brewing uh, in Colorado and beyond. We just rolled out our first episode this week with Nate Nicholas, who is the head brewer at Tivoli Brewing Company. I think next week we'll do Ratio, and then we have Spangalang. Uh, we have a, a craft uh, whiskey distillery, Bear Creek. If you live in Denver, head to Bear Creek because uh, their stuff is amazing. Brian, have you been to Bear Creek? I've never been there, no. Oh, dude. I'm not they, sure it they're, was. They're, how long has it been there? Was it there when I was there? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's been there five or six years. Huh. Um, wow. Their stuff is ridiculous. There's a reason why it's $75 a bottle, but it <laughs> but is worth it. So good. So good. Um, other stuff, you know, find us on the socials. Uh, thanks for, for chiming in, for listening. Um, I guess moving forward, we'll have March Madness pick them. And, and then our next competition, uh, we're still seeing the same five people at the top of our EPL pick them uh, usually the five who, out of the 35 or four <laughs> remember who, who remember to make their picks <laughs> right I think they're five diehard soccer fans which is kind of uh, funny um, otherwise I don't I guess we didn't talk about Christian Pulisic real quick real, real quickly did you see that contract yeah. to go to, to Liverpool right that's that's but but he's actually not going this year 
No, he's not going until May, right? Well, I guess he's he's still committed to. So Liverpool uh, signs him, and then they immediately loan him back to to Dortmund, right? Yes, that is correct. Still, it's a big story. Yeah. Big story for the, the U.S. His, soccer. The history of yeah American players in the EPL is it's <laughs> something. Dude, I mean, he's he's you know way more about soccer than me, but arguably the greatest American player we've seen right in the mean, last twenty years. <sighs> I don't, is I is know he there young. yet? He's, we'll he's, he's, he's incredible. He's yeah. yeah. I don't know. So. If, if you know the history of, of American players that were, you know, prophesied to go off and do great things, yeah. it's uh, it's ended badly a million times, a la Freddie Adu. So, yeah. We, right, we buddy, try and keep uh, our expectations low. That's the way to do it. Uh, in life, in marriage, yeah. and in sports. Okay. Uh, well, thank you, buddy. Uh, have a fantastic day. Yeah. And uh, we'll do this again next week. See ya. Ba 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 ba